0: Principal Matters Podcast, Episode 93. Guess what? Hi, Principal Matters listeners. This is Will Parker, host of Principal Matters, the School Leaders Podcast, where each week I bring you inspiring and imaginative ideas for your own school leadership. This week, I want to talk about. Why are you leading? Four questions for refocusing on your destination. If you're listening to this podcast at the time of its recording, I'm getting ready to do some traveling to Kansas over the next couple of weeks. I'll be in Topeka on December the 4th and in Wichita on December 11th, working with assistant principals with their state association. So I'm looking forward to connecting with those amazing leaders and learning and growing together. If you'd like to check out other free resources like this one, you can do so at my website at williamdparker.com, or you can see my books, Principal Matters or Messaging Matters. You know, when I was in college, I climbed my first mountain, which was an active volcano near Guatemala City. We loaded a bus the night before, and we arrived hours before sunrise to begin the hike in the dark. And as we made it up the mountain, the pale colors of morning began to greet us, and with the altitude change came the hard work. As we climbed, each one of us was catching our breath while plodding toward our destination. You know, I remember the team leader for this climb had pulled us all together before we even left, and he explained the route, he described the climbing conditions, and he gave each of us the opportunity to back out if the climb sounded too strenuous. As we reached the last stretch towards the peak, the ground began to turn to rocky ash. And every step that we took would require us to use our hands and our knees. And before long, no one was talking as each person was focused on the next step. And the hardest part was that every stride that we made upwards would often cause us to slide back a foot or two. And at one point, I remember the girl next to me saying, I can't do this. And I said, Yes, you can. As I slowly found my footing, I would reach back and and pull her with me. And others on the team, I noticed, were doing the same thing. Together, we were helping each other up that last part of that climb. It took a lot of encouragement. It took a lot of teamwork to pull ourselves to the top. I was thinking about mountain climbing in relation to school leadership. And when I think back to that day, I don't remember ever thinking about my team leader during that climb. Now, I listened to his instructions and I took to heart his warnings before the trip and I prepared according to his directions. And I remember him telling us this was gonna be a hard climb. But once the climb began, my focus was on my feet in front of me, my teammates around me, and my destination. In other words, the team leader set the tone and he led the way. But I didn't climb that mountain because my focus was on him. Yes, his words inspired me because he told us how hard it was going to be and how important it would be to to persevere. But I climbed that mountain because I wanted to reach the top. And his influence helped prepare me, set an example for me, and empower me for the challenge of reaching my destination. Now, I know this is obvious, but I think leaders, including myself, sometimes need to be reminded about the purpose of our leadership. So let me just say this very frankly. The purpose of your leadership... Is not for others to follow you. Rather, the purpose is to help them reach their destinations. Now, that doesn't mean that leadership is not important. Obviously, reaching destinations requires leaders to set expectations, to map routes, and to go in front and be the example. But here's a little secret the people whom you're leading don't really think about you as much as you may think. Now, yes, your leadership makes a difference. It always will, and it always does. And yes, others judge leaders' actions and reactions. And for better or worse, others may even emulate our examples, and hopefully we're setting good ones. But ultimately, if you're leading with effectiveness, your goal is not to help others look to you. Your goal is to help them move towards a specific destination. So this week, let me ask you some questions as you think about flipping the focus of your leadership away from you and onto the goals that your team is trying to reach. Number one, how are you diverting the focus from yourself and your own goals toward the mutually shared goals that you and your team are reaching together? You know, in a 2016 Harvard Business Review article called The One Type of Leader Who Can Turn Around a Failing School Alex Hill, Liz Mellon, Ben Laker, and Jules Goddard studied 411 UK leaders. And so this is a British study, but the authors identified five types of personalities of leaders in schools. And here's how they separated them. Accountants, architects, philosophers, soldiers, and surgeons. Now, I'll link to that article so you can read the study for more context. But the one major takeaway from their research was this that the most effective leaders are what they call architects, leaders who understand how to design and strategize and lead change. In other words, transformational leaders are not necessarily inspirational or motivational as much as they are committed to best practices and solid outcomes. Now, when I read that article, I had to admit that sometimes I rely a lot on my ability to motivate others, to celebrate To be a role model. And sometimes I can see in my own leadership the weaknesses that I have in terms of design and process and execution. Now, that's one reason that I made it a point to attract others to my team who had strengths in planning and design where I may not have been strong. Inspirational leadership is not wrong. Every one of those other attributes that they describe aren't bad leadership styles, but they're not a replacement for strategic action and helping others reach their goals. So question number one, how are you diverting the focus from yourself to the mutually shared goals that you want your teams to reach together means how do you think like an architect? Even if by nature you might be a person who understands process or who is good at cutting budgets or who is philosophical, how are you designing your school processes so that others are reaching their mutually shared goals? Question number two for reflection this week. How can you begin sharing more about the shared destinations and outcomes that you have rather than responding to what others may think of you as a leader? Now, let me rest here for a moment because I have noticed a trend with people, not just school leaders, but people in general over time, and that's this. It's easy to become distracted by negative feedback or unwelcome attitudes when you're working with people. And one mistake that I've seen leaders make is taking feedback too personally. It is inevitable that others will push back or complain when they're asked to accomplish hard goals. And the responsibility of a leader is not to defend his or her authority. Instead, it is to provide direction and reason and focus for accomplishing the tasks at hand. Let me give you an example from the classroom. One year when I was teaching research to high school juniors in a new school, I realized that many of them had never done research before. So my goal was to break the process down into small action steps. I understood the good research involved brainstorming, choosing topics, outlining, finding sources, note-taking, draft writing, and final proofing. And so I broke each step of research into visual cues. And I actually created cartoon images of each step of the process and provided time for every student to work the process and provided multiple steps of evaluation along the way instead of just one evaluation at the end. That year, I had over 100 students in my junior sections, and it was the first time that I had every student turn in a completed final project. How did I help them accomplish the goal of 100% participation? Here's the answer. The focus was not Because I kept talking about me, the focus was on helping them complete the process. Take a look at how you're leading your school team. Granted, you're going to have people who complain. You're going to have people who don't want to accomplish goals. You're going to have people who resist the process. How can you as a leader provide the necessary conversations and processes so that those become the focus? And when people do complain or people do say things that are unkind, how can you help them refocus that energy on solutions. How can you begin sharing more about the shared destinations and outcomes rather than responding to what others make think of you as a leader? It takes a lot of self-discipline to not get distracted when bad attitudes make you want to respond or take things personally, but it's much more productive to point people towards goals. Number three in this time of self-reflection, what ways can you help others understand the risks and actions and courage necessary for reaching big goals. Accomplishing big goals requires a lot of work and you find little to no satisfaction in a reward that costs nothing. So how do you communicate the value of reaching your goals together? I believe that one way we communicate value is by helping others see the relevance in their work. You know, K-12 schools are often criticized for not staying relevant to real life needs of learners. And it may be too simplistic to paint all schools with the same paintbrush. But at the same time, it is tempting to begin to go through the motions of leading or educating. And so I was really inspired recently when I was listening to a podcast conversation with Don Wetrick. He is an innovative specialist at Noblesville High School just outside of Indianapolis, Indiana. And his district allows him to create curriculum that requires student ownership, design, and product creation. I'll link to his website and podcast in the show notes. But Don's philosophy for teaching was inspired by his dad, who was also a veteran teacher, and he told his son, I don't care if you teach for 20 years, just don't teach the same year 20 times. And with that philosophy in mind, Don began to design curriculum for students where they would come up with ideas, they would come up with plans, they would come up with designs to create products or create activities that helped solve problems. As an educator, Don understood that keeping his teaching relevant helped his students to buy in. And this same philosophy works with our school teams. Your teachers and your staff always have more creative ideas collectively than you'll ever have alone. How can you tap into the collective knowledge of those on your team, giving others permission to practice, to create, to take risks, to continuously connect what they're doing to the relevance of of what's happening in your school. So question number three is, what ways can you help others understand the risks, action, and courage necessary for reaching big goals? And here's the last question. How can you lead by example so that you are the chief learner, the chief risk taker, the chief goal setter, and the chief action taker? Do you want your teachers utilizing new technologies for helping students learn? Then are you utilizing new technologies? Do you want your teachers differentiating learning? Then how do you model that in your own professional learning days? We have the opportunity as school leaders to be the chief learners if we want others learning. You know, I had a lot of people tell me when I was a practicing principal that they could not understand how I could write books and create podcasts while at the same time leading a school. And sometimes, frankly, that commitment can be overwhelming. But I've tried to commit myself to the model of being the first risk taker. And as a result, I believe that gives me the courage to help others when they have new ideas. And so for question number four, how can you continuously model the kind of risk-taking and courage and goal-setting and action-taking that you want to see in others? So let's wrap this up. One of the best memories I have of climbing that first mountain was the view from the top. I can still remember the Eastern Horizon below that was blazing with colors from the sunrise. And it was so worth the pain that it required to climb there. And on the way down, I can also remember the joyful sounds of conversation and satisfaction that came from that team. In fact, at the base of the mountain, I remember these banks of black lava rocks. And as we were winding our way down, we saw a white farm horse grazing on meager strands of grass that were growing up along the trail. It was surreal to have a mountain looming above you and this peaceful scene below you of all this unexpected beauty. But I also imagine that my perspective was changed because of what I had just been through. I was able to see all of this beauty and recognize the value in it because of the hard work it took to experience it. But I can also assure you of one other thing. At that moment, I was not thinking about my leader. As much joy and camaraderie as there was, somewhere in the mix of all of that, he was there too, enjoying it with us. But the focus was not on him. The focus was on the journey, the destination, and the joy of the experience. So as you think this week about the road ahead of you in your schools and in your leadership, Remember that people need good direction. They need permission to take risks. They need strong leaders to design the processes to help them get there. And sometimes they need inspiration and motivation. But ultimately, the goal is not for them to follow us. Ultimately, the goal is for us to help them reach their destinations. So now it's your turn. What is a major goal that you're trying to reach with your school team right now? What are benchmarks that you're setting along that journey together so that you know what progress you're making? And how are you leading by example in the journey so that others can more clearly see their destinations and feel encouraged to reach their goals? Because the goal of leadership is not for them to focus on you. The goal of leadership is to help others reach their goals. Well, I hope that was helpful this week. If you want other free resources like this one, you can check out my website at williamdparker.com. I would love to have feedback from you. And if you ever want to reach out to me by email, you can email me at will at williamdparker.com. Or you can connect with me via Twitter at my handle at williamdp, or at Instagram at William underscore D underscore Parker. I look forward to visiting with you again soon. I hope that you have a fantastic week and thank you again for doing what matters.